Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics, powered by Rogue Media Network. We are glad you're with us again this week. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, and Brooke, uh, big week coming up begins on Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this. It's October 1st through October 8th. It is College Football Mental Health Awareness Week. Absolutely. This is a topic that, you know, we just got to talk with uh, J-Buzz or J-Mo, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, she was just talking about how nutrition is really developing, mental health is really developing, and it's really neat to continue continue to build off of that conversation and talk about just how well-rounded our Baylor student-athletes are being taken care of. No better person on the planet to talk to about this subject than our own Dr. Monique Marsh-Bell, Associate AD for Mental Health Services. And uh, Monique, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We appreciate this. Is, uh, we appreciate your time. This is a big week. Just the awareness has to be uh, a really big plus for you. Yeah, I'm really excited. This is our third time participating in College Football Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, Every year we get bigger with uh, our awareness event. So a lot going on next week and I'm excited to talk about it and then and hit the ground running on Saturday. How'd Baylor get involved with this? Yeah, so um, mental health services in athletics has only been around for four years. And so we were in the beginning kind of looking for opportunities to raise awareness and what can we do to um, help our student athletes know about our services and kind of talk about mental health more because, of course, there's a stigma around it. And so we connected with Helensky's Hope, and they are the founders of College Football Mental Health Awareness Week. And so when we connected with them, they gave us tons of ideas. Uh, we partnered with them and just kind of followed their lead and then we started to add on to that and make it uh, Baylor specific. (laughs) That's great that we're involved and you say this area at Baylor is only four years old but uh, isn't that a huge step forward just to even have this area in our health and wellness? Yeah, so there's a a lot of universities that do not have mental health services inside their athletic department. So we're really blessed to have that. Um, It's interesting because, you know, most colleges have college campus counseling centers. (laughs) Uh, A lot of C's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so student athletes can absolutely use the counseling center, but it's something different to have it in-house. I've read several places where student athletes say everything that's important to them is kind of provided for them and kind of at their fingertips. So we have nutrition services here, we have academic services here. And so to have mental health services here in the building with them tells them that this is important um, because we're making it easily accessible to you. Well, and I'm not going to discredit any other college that maybe only has those college counselors uh, campus on the campus side. But if there's one thing we've learned, it's that our student athletes have 
crazy schedules, Mm -hmm. literally marked down to the T. So it has to be a huge benefit for you to be in the building where most of them are already and to have schedules that work with them. Yeah. Most people know this about me, but I came from campus counseling right here at Baylor. Um, And so when athletes would make it over to campus, they would be like, yeah, I have Monday at 10 and and Wednesday at 7, and that's really the only time that I have. And when I was over there, I was like, you've got to have more time than that. (laughs) You're like, yeah, right. (laughs) This is is not working. Give me something else. And they're like, no, 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 this is really all I have. Um, And then when I got here and I was able to see their schedule, I'm like, wow, that is – that's all lying. you have. <laughs> so being able to, I mean, even where my office is located, I'm right across from the football team room. So being able to like step out of there and maybe just step straight across the hall into my office. Um, the other thing is I say we, we make house calls. We don't really go to their house, but yeah. <laughs> we'll go to out to the softball facility or out to uh, the Farrell Center or wherever they are um, and, and meet with them to make it more convenient. We don't want there to be any additional barriers to them seeking mental health services. And, and let's make the point, this is College Football Mental Health Awareness Week, but you uh, work with all the student-athletes yeah. of all the sports here yeah. at Baylor. Yes, and so it's also uh, Mental Illness Awareness Week. Okay. And so the Helenskys did a great job by, like, kind of putting great. things together. <laughs> and Monday, October 10th, is World Mental Health Day. Okay. So even though we, we uh, partner with the Helenskys and we talk about College Football Mental Health Awareness Week a lot, it is Mental Illness Awareness Week. And, yes, we are going to be doing things with all of our sports that are competing this week. So if you come to volleyball uh, on the 5th, if you come to soccer on the 6th, or if you're at the Women's uh, Tennis HEB Invitational, October 7th through 9th, you will see us there. (laughs) And we'll have some giveaways um, related to mental health awareness, so the green ribbons, stickers, wristbands, all the things. Um, And you'll see our athletes sporting either their green ribbons or we have headbands, we have hair ties. I mean, (laughs) it's going to be all over the place. That's great. Well, and John mentioned, you know, you've you've said you're only here for four years. You've only been here for four years. But in those four years, your department has, has really grown. Tell us about your team. Yes. Say that again. Yeah. My yeah. Team. <laughs> your team. It's your nice, team. It? it is. I have a team. You need That's a team so awesome. to support all of our teams. Yeah. You know, it's definitely one of those, if you build it, they will come. So it started out just me full time. And now we have Dr. Don Arterburn, who is our um, director of athletics mental health services. We have Trinity Martinez, who is our athletics case manager, uh, just started two months ago. And then we still have a social work intern that does 16 to 20 hours with us and we, we get a new intern every year so we're training and getting some services for uh, by partnering with the department of uh, social work here on campus that's great i mean you 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 did a great job but you needed help right I, just I dealing with this number of student athletes i did need help it's <laughs> interesting because when i think about in the process of me transitioning from campus counseling over to athletics there was a question of would i have enough to do to fill my time huh. and um, i'm like you know <laughs> that's, that's laughable a- <laughs> now right <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a valid question yeah. right? you hadn't had anyone in this space before so it's like do we even need someone full time should we just have someone part time um, and so when I got here, 
quickly we realized that, yeah, I would have plenty of things to do to fill my time and needed someone else and had things that could fill their time. And, and now we're three full-time strong and uh, have our, our intern helping out as well. And so still using Counseling Center. So uh, we still send student athletes there sometimes. We have community providers that we partner with. And we have two psychiatrists in the community that we partner with. So all of our time and we call ourselves air traffic control because yeah. sometimes we're directing uh, student athletes to other places for services as well just to make sure they get the best service for them and the best fit for for their needs this is a personal question mm -hmm. but why did you a decide to go down this path and then b switch over into athletics what was that like for you what what made that important to you yeah so when I think about my passion for mental health, it's really around making sure everyone has access to services and thinking about um, people and population groups that don't have access to services or maybe there's a higher level of stigma. And so um, when I was in the counseling center, I I started the Let's Talk program for Baylor. It's a Cornell model, so I, I borrowed from them and recreated it here at Baylor. We were in multicultural affairs. We were in um, the graduate school, the law school, and then here in athletics because we realized those were groups that just weren't really coming into the counseling center. And athletics was by far the most successful. I mean, it was really like the peanuts comic I was sitting at a desk <laughs> like you know doctors in five cents kind of deal <laughs> and athletes were coming coaches were coming asking questions wanting consultation coaches were bringing athletes and so it just really opened my eyes to the need that was here um I am not an athlete, would never uh, misrepresent myself as such, and so I didn't really know much about the athletic world, but I knew and saw and then started researching and, and seeing the need um, to have someone here to provide that service for our student-athletes, and so Kenny Boyd would say that he recruited me. <laughs> <laughs> We're good on that side yeah. of recruiting over here yeah. in he athletics. He recruited me, but um, there was a need, and I was happy to, to step into this role and and help start to, to fill it. In your area, overcoming a stigma, you know, about, you know, even making an appointment, coming to see you or yeah. Don or somebody is a big thing. Do you think there's less of a stigma uh, in athletics? Maybe the coaches are encouraging their student athletes, you know, to take advantage of this? Yeah. At the very least, we're seeing kind of like a gap in the stigma. So there's okay. some student athletes that are really, really still uh, heavily concerned about people knowing that they're coming. Yeah. Um, and I think I talked about this before, like the waiting area for my office and even for Don's office is, is pretty open. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone kind of walking down the hall can see. And so there's definitely student athletes that are like, yeah, I want to come, but I don't want to sit out there. I don't want anyone to know. And then there are athletes that you know, they see me somewhere else, like I'm in the bank and they're like, Hey, when's my appointment? I think I, I can't remember when my appointment is. And I'm like, wow, okay. You're, you're talking to me in public and in front of other people. Uh, I'm being acknowledged. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes when they start talking, I'm looking around like, Oh, you're talking to me. Um, but our coaches have also just been really amazing to uh, make us a part of their programs and their teams. 
wanting us to be out at practice, having us speak in team meetings or before lift sessions. And that shows that they're on board and they're okay with it because they're bringing us in, which shows the athlete, like if coach is okay, then there's no reason why I shouldn't be okay um, going to seek counseling. And so it's been really fun to see the change um, and how student athletes and even our coaches look at mental health and see the importance in it. And we definitely have the support of, of Mac, our athletic yes. director, and the support of campus, you know, in this area, as evidenced by the way your area continues to grow here. Yeah. 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 So to have that, that support, that backing has got to be big. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we are growing, but we still need um, the support of the people around us. Gotcha. And so um, we still use Counseling Center Services. We still really partner with them a lot. MAC is great because when I was like, hey, we, we might need to think about expanding our services or here's some ideas I have for how we could do that. I'm always willing to hear and very supportive, even when we're trying things that uh, maybe are new and we've tried groups before, we haven't really had a great success with that but um really on board for that and how we how he could support and how we could do that better and maybe make that work um, something new that we're doing is we've actually recruited some student athletes to be um i think we're going to call them health and wellness peer leaders mm. because we know hearing from your peers is a very strong voice like they can listen to me all day but uh hearing from their peers their teammates um their friends really makes an impact that I'm, I'm not able to make. And so that's something new that we're doing that Mac and Kenny and our executive team are, are completely on board with. So it's very helpful not to have to feel like you have to fight to, to get these things yeah. that we need to make our, our program successful. They're basically uh, captains. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah. Like they're used it. to ha having captains on their team <laughs> and now there's captains in, in this part of their, their world. Um, so walk us through a little bit. Uh, you said as the college football mental health awareness week has continued to grow, kind of walk us through if people are at the game this weekend, gold out. Gold if out. you <laughs> come to the game, gold out. Um, <laughs> what what are some of the things that they might be seeing and, and hearing and uh, just different ways that they can be focused on that this week? Yeah, so at the game, you will see that our athletes will have their green ribbons on as in the form of a helmet decal. Um, one of the things that the Holinskis started and we will partner with them and do is uh, for the first play of the third quarter, we hold up three fingers. So um, the Holinskis started this foundation because their son, Tyler, took his own life back in 2018. He was... Um, uh, quarterback at Washington State and he wore the number three and so it's a way to remember him and to literally raise awareness as we raise our three fingers um, in support of mental health awareness so can absolutely do that um, there will be um, media so both on social media and in venue media that talks about mental health our student athletes and our coaches got together and recorded um, a video so I'm excited about that coming out um, an awareness video so may get a little snippet of that in game but definitely will be on our social media um, platform starting on Saturday and then every game after that this week you can come in and get your own green ribbon mm. and uh, support in that way why is it important? Um, you know, you're focused on our student athletes 
But this goes beyond that, and it's in our venues, it's on social media, it's really taking it public for the Baylor family to experience all of this too. Why is it important for, let's say, a family of four who has their little boy and little girl who come to the game, why is it important for them to be, you know, introduced to this at a young age? Yeah, because maybe one day they become our student athletes, first of all. Um, we're seeing more and more athletes kind of coming in, dealing with some mental health challenges. So it's great to have that awareness and early intervention even before they get to us. I think it's also an important conversation to start at that age because um, they're having difficulties at that age. You know, even in junior high and high school, we see more students dealing with anxiety and depression. And so it's a great way for families to kind of have a catalyst to, to starting the conversation. Like sometimes people don't know how to kind of dive into that conversation. So explaining, hey, this is what's happening. Um, Baylor supporting Holinsky's Hope and they're raising awareness about mental health. Let's talk about that more. I think it'd be really important. And because our student athletes lean on the community and um, when they're with their families and when they're out in the community, being able to have those conversations, maybe even started by our Baylor family, um, is really important for them to know that they're supported by not just our office, not just athletics, um, but by Baylor at large and by the Baylor community at large. I think Helensky's Hope has done a really good job yeah. of, uh, of spreading the message and just awareness uh, but they, they, don't you think, nationally have done a, a great job in that area. Yeah, so this year there will be 119 uh, colleges and universities that will be participating in College Football Mental Health Awareness Week. They provide an amazing resource page um, that has tons of information, not just of ideas of what to do during this week, but training opportunities, and um, they provide some mental health awareness videos and things like that. They go out and speak, so not just in this setting. And um, I'm very excited for the fact that even though this will maintain and continue to be called College Football Mental Health Awareness Week, even they are stepping outside of the football space and recognizing that all of our student athletes need this and need to be talking about mental health. So they've done an amazing job. Um, I had the opportunity to meet them. Just wonderful people and, um, you know, very heartbreaking situation, but they've definitely impacted so many lives um, through their work. I did want to ask um, how you've worked with both sides. You've worked specifically on campus, and now you're over here with our athletes. Um, how would you say mental health affects college student-athletes differently than your typical college student? Because the one picture or image I think of when I think of Tyler is they do a good job of – he was literally hoisted up by yeah. his team after he brought him back for a huge victory – and then shortly after passed away. And so, you know, from the outside, everyone was kind of shocked because they were like, he, that was it. He, he was doing his thing as a college student athlete. So how, how have you seen that change for college student athletes? Yeah, I mean, we know the things that college students experience and, and bring them stress, like just being a college student, having to balance their academics, being away from home, trying to create new friend groups, adulting, or adulting. someone adulting <laughs> um, for the first time. And so our student athletes have all of that 
and then they have the pressures of being a student athlete and they have some of the the stigma that starts really young around if you're going to be a successful athlete then you have to be mentally tough and you have to be mentally strong and a lot of people take that to mean that they can't have any struggles with their mental health and really what mental toughness is is having a resiliency but knowing when to ask for help doing whatever it takes in order to keep pushing and keep moving forward and I think sometimes people think uh, mental toughness means that you can mentally manage everything on your own and that's not necessarily what it means but that's something that we hear a lot in this setting and so our college student athletes have that additional pressure and so they have a great protective factor because they kind of walk into a ready-made family and community but then there's the pressure within that and so um, for them it's sometimes harder to say, hey, I'm struggling because they want to be the star player. They want to be hoisted up. You know, what is coach going to think if they know that I deal with anxiety every time I step onto the field? Is it going to affect how people view me? Um, Our student athletes also, with social media, such a big thing. You know, I talked to some athletes and they've shown me some posts like, DMs, not posts, not publics, but DMs that they get when maybe they're not playing their best or the team doesn't win. And those things really impact them too. Like our general student body, if they don't do well on their test, nobody knows and nobody's sliding into their DMs saying horrible things to them. Our student athletes have a very public face sometimes. And when things are not wonderful um, on the field or on the court, sometimes people say some really... um, disheartening things to them and that affects them as well and is something different that they have to deal with. Dr. Monique Marsh-Bell is our guest on the Sikkim podcast. Uh, Dr. Marsh-Bell, Associate AD for Mental Health Services. We are powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art And there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and, yes, sports. If there is a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Dr. Bell, when you think about the fact that a you're on a podcast right now (laughs) you're on a podcast and we are talking about mental health awareness when you first got into this field I have no doubt that it was not as big of a discussion as it is Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. so for you to just be sitting here with us knowing that this is going to go out knowing that so many of our fans are going to wear gold and see all of the mental health awareness things that are going on uh, this Saturday just to kick off the week of college football mental health awareness week. You have to be proud to A, be a part of that, but B, see how much growth there has been in this discussion. Yeah, I I When I thought about my career and things that would happen, I don't know if being on a podcast talking about mental health was something that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to do that one day. But um, this is actually. But here we are. Yeah, and this is actually my second time. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, you're a pro. Repeat customer. We love it. Um, So it's just, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be able to talk about mental health and have this conversation with you all. Know that people are going to listen to it and hopefully uh, come to the game. 
wear gold, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wear their green ribbons, start the conversation about mental health. I mean, my hope is that it just, it continues to change how our student athletes and just how people in general feel about mental health and their comfort in talking about it, seeking services, sharing their stories. Um, I think that seeing our professional athletes do that more and more has definitely changed the climate and, um, you know, shown people that you can be successful and still mental health is important and, and still might need to talk to a counselor every now and then. So I'm, I'm excited. You've talked about uh, some of the resources that are available to our student athletes. What else is out there to support their mental well-being? Yeah, so first let me talk about all the wonderful things we're doing. There you go. (laughs) So in addition to our counseling services that we offer, we are trying to really move to a more preventative early intervention model. So our student athletes are getting screened three times a semester. We send out a really quick questionnaire, ask them a couple questions about their mental health. We look over all of them and then follow up with any student athlete that has any elevation on any of those things. And it's things like how well are you sleeping, um, Are you feeling any anxiety? Have you noticed a shift in your mood in any way? Like they're very simplistic Mm -hmm. questions, but uh, really open the door for conversation. I'm excited because I feel like they're being more honest um, about it because in the beginning when we started, I feel like we got a bunch of no, not at all through everything. (laughs) Um, And so the more we've shared with them, hey, this is a confidential, it only comes back to our mental health services team and B, this is what happens. We just want to reach out and, and see if you're okay, that they've been opening up more that way. Um, the mental health peer leaders, like I talked about, really excited about that starting. Um, we are also always wanting to and figuring out ways to work more with our sports ministry um, because both our offices offer ways of healing. And so trying to come together and, and find ways to support our student athletes those that way. Um, we have our campus counseling center and our campus counseling and our university actually now have what's called academic live care. So it is telehealth counseling um, free to any student, including our student athletes, unlimited. Um, the thing that I really, really love about it is that um, they have therapists that offer counseling in multiple languages. So oh. that's exciting for us, especially because we have um, a lot of international student athletes that you know want the service and maybe there's a little bit of a language barrier. So now they're able to get services for their mental health um, in their language of origin. So that's something that's exciting. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Line has now gone to a 988 number, which makes it a lot easier. You don't have to remember the longer number. Right. Um, and there's now also a text line. And forgive me, I can't remember the text number right now. I haven't remembered that one off the top of my head yet. Um, but there's a number that you can text into to get support around your mental health, which is also a national number. So uh, our student athletes have everything from in-house right here in the Higher Athletic complex to our national numbers that are are available to them where they can essentially talk to a counselor any hours of the day or night. I think that's that's fantastic and it's so neat to see just the wide array of support for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah such great resources you know that are available to our student athletes. All right here's a question for you. Is there a stigma associated with the word stigma? (laughs) You That's know, a almost, good question. I almost hesitate to even use the word yeah. because uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to create more of a stigma. Right, right. I hope by I hope, acting like there is. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. By it's even complicated. asking the question, but 
you know, hopefully us talking about it and this week and, you know, everybody universally wrapping their arms around this, hoping that breaks that S word. <laughs> right? It's funny sometimes when I'm talking to student athletes, they're like, what is stigma? <laughs> they're like, they're oh, not good. even okay. quite good. sure good. what, what <laughs> it is. So I'm like, oh, great. Um, and then I'm like, well, do you ever feel embarrassed about yeah. coming in and seeing? So I'm like, oh, no. Or or maybe we talk about why they do. But yeah, we need to stop using the word. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just act like it's normal. It yeah. <laughs> But that's good. I mean, uh, boy, isn't that huge when you can make steps past that, you yeah. know? I think it's also something where we have a bit of a balancing game, like thinking about the S word. I talked about kind of the waiting area outside of my office. We want student athletes to feel comfortable coming. And so we want to offer them kind of some privacy, but then we also don't want to send the message that it needs to be private and like yeah. kept yeah. in a corner and kept that's secret. Good. And so we really have been thinking about how do we do that and, and balance that a little better because we want student athletes to know, Hey, we're, we're proud. Here it is like come in. Um, but we don't want that to be a barrier for student athletes that are maybe still dealing with the S word yeah. and are, but wanting or needing our services. So, have you seen, this is something I'm not sure, John, if it's the same for you, but for me, um, whenever I do stories, I've been here about three years, you've been here for four. So we've gotten like the freshmen and now they're upperclassmen and they're the captains and the leaders yeah. of their team. And, and I know that when some of them came into my room to do an interview with me the first time, they were kind of nervous and wide-eyed and shocked at what I was doing. And then now that they're senior, when they see me at practice or in the halls, they're like, hey, Brooke. And yeah. they're younger guys that are following them around are like, who's that? And mm. I'm like, I'm going to tell your story too. <laughs> um, you know, and so it, it kind of allows them to have an opportunity to see the older guys or girls be like, okay. I trust her. She, they trust her. I'll trust her. Have you seen that same effect in the, in the four years that you've been here? Now that you have some of the older guys and gals that they've kind of figured it out, they're comfortable with you. They're talking to you in the bank yeah. and seeing these freshmen maybe coming in more willing to meet with you earlier on. Oh, absolutely. I had someone yesterday that told me, I'm your biggest referral source. Because <laughs> <laughs> I told all my teammates they need to come meet That's with you. Great. And, you know, they'll come in and be asking about somebody they referred. I'm like, I can't confirm or deny that, you yeah. know. But they're yeah. like, well, I told them that they need to come in because they were talking to me about what's going on. Um, so that's always fun. And then, you know, sometimes when I'm out and I'm talking to some of the older athletes at practice or weights or something, and then I, I try to talk to some of the younger ones, you know, <laughs> you have to kind of ease your way in there because yes. they're right. like mm, they're overwhelmed yeah. at all things anyway <laughs> i don't know um, i had one athlete tell an older um, guy on the team tell a freshman you might as well not run from her like you're gonna end up <laughs> talking to her so you might as well just come on and That's come true. on over because she, she will find you yeah, yeah. so i tell him I, I could be a bit of a stalker but i'm just trying to <laughs> trying to check in and make sure you're okay and he's like yeah you might as well just come over and you might as well <laughs> yeah don't even hide it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> That's part of the, uh, you know, Brooke mentioned the word trust, you know, the trust that you and, and Don and Trinity have built up with our student athletes. That's huge, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think that's another uh, important part about why it's nice to be over here and really important to have someone in uh, athletics specifically for mental health, because when you think about 
what you talk about when you go into a counseling session for a lot of them are things that they haven't shared with anyone ever, um, things that are really hurtful to them and painful to them. And so when you think about sharing that with someone that you've never met before and Mm -hmm. is a complete stranger, um, you know, in some ways people like that because it's like, you're not connected to me at all. I'm just going to come in here and and can talk to someone who who doesn't know me. Uh, But in other ways, some people don't like that because they're like, I'm about to share something that I've never shared with anyone else. Something that is really um, like, you know, deep um, seated stuff. And I I don't know this person and I don't trust this person. (laughs) And so, um, you know, being able to get outside of my office and meet them and develop relationships with them. We are, that's a goal for us this year is to be more intentional about getting out to practices and and wait sessions and going to the bank. Uh, Again, hard balancing act because we got to be in office to see the athletes and make time to do that. But we're really working on that a lot this year um, to create that, that trust and develop those relationships. So they feel comfortable coming in and, and opening up to us. And then on the flip side of that, we have to work really hard to tell them and remind them, hey, we are you are going to see me at the bank and you are going to see us at these other places. I'm not going to treat you any different than any other student athlete. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about me sharing any of this. Like anytime you talk to us, it's confidential. So we have that, that conversation a lot. I actually sometimes, because I'm not I'm not great with names. <laughs> um, well, you have a lot of them. So. Yes. So um, sometimes when I know an athlete's name because I'm seeing them, but right. I don't know the athlete that they're with, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn names. I need to learn everybody's name. And I make sure that I don't say that athlete's name yeah, to, to show that hey, I, I know them. And, I but somehow I don't know I'm terrible thing. with names, yes. but I know yours. You're right. <laughs> That's really good. There's uh, We're recording this podcast, but there's big news on the horizon yeah. that we can't talk about, but we can tease. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be really big for your area. Yes, we are excited about the news. The that news. Will be, the news. <laughs> that will be breaking soon. Um, so so watch for that. on Saturday, maybe on Friday, right, there'll be right. an announcement coming out. And so excited about that. It's also <laughs> going to provide an opportunity for uh, the Baylor community to help our mental health services and, um, you know, give back to our student athletes. Wow. So. All right, if folks are listening, how can the Baylor community, the Baylor family, how can they be involved or support your work? Come to everything this week. <laughs> and we're gold. And we're gold. <laughs> and we're gold. Come to everything this week. Um, we have a lot of things that are going to be on social media as well. I mean, social media is how information gets out there, like things like podcasts and, and post on Twitter and things like that. So share, retweet, all of the things, do all of that. Um, start the conversation. Start the conversation with your circle, your inner circle, because it reaches so much farther than people actually think that it does. Um, And then when this announcement comes out, there'll be some more information about how Mm. you can support mental health services. All right. Yeah. When the news finally breaks, (laughs) it's first of its kind, kind of news. Um, So just in a very broad sense. How how proud are you that the the mental health department is still taking first big steps like that? Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it sometimes I feel like okay, what what are we gonna do next? Um, and so anytime there's opportunities like this to take another big step and to raise more awareness because it's gonna help us do that and to move our department further to provide more for our student athletes, things that you know 
happen that we don't even know we need to do for them. Like when we had a pandemic and we were like, we didn't know we need to, (laughs) you know, provide this level of mental health care and and do these kind of check-ins. So we're always excited when there's something new on the horizon that's going to help uh, reduce the S word and raise awareness and help our student athletes be champions for life. Love it. Monique, thanks very much for sharing this big week ahead. Thank you very much for being on with us. Thanks for having me. Come out to the game and wear gold. Wear gold. (laughs) Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there is a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Wrap things up on this week's Sikkim podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. And, uh, Brooke, what a great story to tell and share and have Monique share with everyone this week. Absolutely. I could not think of a better way to kick off College Football Mental Health Awareness Week than to visit with her. Very cool. All right. Uh, thanks to Dr. Monique Marshbell, Associate AD for Mental Health Services. Watch for plenty of uh, uh, notifications over the next week, October 1st through the 8th. College Football Mental Health Awareness Week. For Dr. Marshbell, for Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.